Oh man, it's been the week of auditions and it's just day two. Hello and welcome to Hug and a High Five. It's a mom and daughter podcast journal. I'm Ingrid, I'm the daughter. And I'm Vicky, I'm the mom. I'm trying to figure out how to be an adult. I'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent. I live in New York City. And I live in Los Angeles. And this is Hug and a High Five. Hello, Ingrid. Hi, Mama. What's the news in East Harlem? Oh, I don't know why I didn't expect you to say East Harlem. I live here. I live in East Harlem. (laughs) Yeah, this is a little life update for everyone. It's uh, September 2019. I'm still getting through the idea that it's a year from since I moved here. Um... The store, oh, funny thing. So we just got all our pumpkin stuff back in at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. This was the pumpkin weekend, and boy, do we have a lot of pumpkin stuff. <laughs> Which is sort of the thing with Trader Like, Dad, every year, when he finds his pumpkin stuff, I think he buys one of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, goes crazy and excited about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think about the fact uh, that that adds a different smell to Trader Joe's. Oh. And we know that... Oh, because the spiced um, brooms have come out. It's the brooms, the cinnamon brooms. Yes. We have little mini cinnamon brooms, and we have giant cinnamon brooms for your wall. Yep. They make the whole store smell like cinnamon in, you know, a just subtle enough way because it's combined with the general, like, refrigerated mm-hmm. produce mm-hmm. smell that's always there. Mm-hmm. And smells are such a powerful... Mm-hmm. Memory maker. Yes. So there's just, I guess Wednesday last week was the first day back since pumpkin stuff came in for me. And I walked in the store and just like immediate flashback to my first like week at Trader Joe's, mm. which was probably like about the same time. I don't remember the date that I started Trader Joe's, but it was the beginning of September. Hmm. So, uh, it was just a crazy week. I kept thinking, man, this is a... This is like a year since, like all of the memories kept coming back about being new and being overwhelmed with the store and not understanding how the line worked in New York because it's very different from Trader Joe's in the suburbs. Warning mm-hmm. to anyone coming from the suburbs, you can't just drop into Trader Joe's for a moment. <laughs> There's a long line, always. Um, yeah, so that that was an interesting thing that happened this week that I didn't expect. So it re- just reminded you about... Um, last year, did it take you back to where you lived or take you back to further than last year to other time? Um, not really. Every once in a while, someone will ask me about a particular pumpkin item and I'll be able to say like, oh, well, my dad, you know, we used to get that in California too. I'll remember like the first time I had it in general, mm. that product. But, um, other than that, oh, oh, the other part of your question was where I lived. Actually, yeah, it made me think a little bit about Brooklyn. When I first went, when I first moved, which you will know from the podcast, because in podcast time, it was only like 12 weeks ago. (laughs) But in our time, it was many more. It was a full year ago. Um, I lived in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, with wonderful family friends. And that was a two hour subway ride to work every day. That was mega. And I had a full availability, open availability, because I just needed the job, and I wasn't doing much else yet. So, um, I, I only had a couple weeks of actual morning shifts, but even then, like, if I had to go in at 10, I had to leave at 8 a.m. It was a full day. Yeah. Mostly what that meant was I would leave at 1 a.m. and get home at 3 in the morning. 
Did you do that sometimes? Yeah, yeah, because I had some 5 a.m. to 1 a.m., 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. shifts, which I don't have anymore. I only work till midnight on the book. <laughs> I, I, yeah. do, I do always leave at 1 a.m., but I don't have to. Um, I, but I used to be scheduled 5 to 1s all the time. Wow. And by the time you got to Bay, Bay Ridge is the very last stop on the R train, and I would sit, I would be by myself on the train. And you had to walk back. And I, I, um, I went and visited you in, in September. You did. Before you moved. It was right before you moved. You had your place, but you hadn't moved yet. Yeah, you, I think you came and saw, did you came and see the room? And we mm-hmm. bought, yes, because we bought some things. We have some videos. Oh, I should put those on our Instagram page. Hey, if you're not following us on Instagram yet, <laughs> go follow Hug and High Five podcast. Um, I'll put those videos up. Of us carrying, like, my fan and a big dowel rod through... Yes, to put your hanging clothes on. Long Island City, just on the subway. We, we felt definitely like New Yorkers then. <laughs> but it was a remarkably long train ride and out in the dark, and that was something that put mom's heart... <laughs> tested mom's heart right there. On edge? Yeah, put mom's heart on edge. Um yeah, because I was like, what is what is Manhattan like at 3 in the morning? And so it was quiet, and Brooklyn was quiet, and then I got concerned of what, what um, Long Island City would be like. And I was mm-hmm. comforted because our friend um, said, "Look, New Yorkers look out for each other. Oh, yeah. And then um, there's crime everywhere, but New York is actually one of the safer cities in the country right now. We ironically. looked it up with Aunt Sue last week. Um a couple weeks ago, New York is the first, the most safe city in America and the 14th crazy. safest city in the world. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because exactly, I think there's just so, there's safety in numbers. There's so many people around that mm-hmm. even if there were even a couple ill-meaning people, there are mm-hmm. far more well-meaning people in the world. Which, of course, is why, you know, something at, like, 3 a.m. is less safe because there are less people around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have rarely felt unsafe. Mm. I did, oh, while I was there, though, I did f- try to buy you um, spray. Yeah, you tried to buy me pepper spray. Pepper spray, but it's not it's like, allowed in New York. You can't sell it in New York. <laughs> can't sell it. And um, I did buy you a whistle. You have a funny story about your whistle. I was just thinking that, ha- oh my goodness, this, and actually because of the smell, I think, I, I thought about this story just the other day. I have this whistle that's not an actual whistle, it's a button, and it, it like rings off this really, really high-pitched noise, really, really fast, like, thing, and it, it like rings into your brain, it's so loud. <laughs> it is a large... It looks like a large button, but it's actually like a, a f- it's a f- it's a fake button on the front, and then there's this tiny little button on the back, which is the oh. actual thing that ex- like does it. Uh-huh. And it's all my keychain. The very very first time I, mom sent it to me, and I put it in my backpack on my keychain, and I put my headphones in to walk to work, and I'm listening to a musical, <laughs> and I'm standing at a stoplight. And someone, like, brushes past me. And I hear this siren go off that feels like a fire alarm. It's like, dig, 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 dig. Mm-hmm. But I have my, 
I'm in the middle of New York City. There's sirens all the time. And I have my headphones in. So I just looked around, and I was like, "What? where is that coming from? It doesn't sound like a fire engine. <laughs> I'll just turn my music up. <laughs> so I just turned my music up, and I'm, like, rock, walk, rocking out. And I keep walking down the street, and I'm like, man, this siren is, like, is it right behind me? Like, where is it? It feels like this whole block is, like, going <laughs> off. It was a total dumb lawn moment, and I, like, can't believe that it took me as long as it did to figure it out. And I'm like, no one else is reacting. Like, what is happening? And then I walk inside. Who? Why didn't I think about this? I walked inside Trader Joe's, still listening to my music, down the escalator and into the store. And I'm like, there's a siren going off. Why aren't people eva- evacuating the building? <laughs> I no understanding. And then there's this thing that people say... Like, the subway, like, all the time, the intercom says, if you see something, say something, which is their, like, <laughs> you know, keep each other safe thing. And so then I walk down through the store with all the customers around, and I'm very confused still, and I walk to the back, and I walk up the stairs of the back room, and the art person looks at me and goes, hey, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I think so. He goes, I mean, just just see, if you see something, say something. And I was like, haha, I had no idea what he meant. I had to walk all the way into the back room for someone else to go, your, your alarm is going off. It's in your backpack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it took me so long, and I didn't know anyone yet. So it's just these lovely other strangers who are Trader Joe's employees, so obviously they're lovely people. <laughs> was like, all oh, because I'm your mom so was sorry. trying to keep you safe. Oh. And I, like, look it up. And I never used it before, so I didn't know that it wasn't the big button. And I'm, like, looking at the whole thing going, where is this button? How do I turn this thing off? <laughs> uh, they were very encouraging about it. The other employees were like, I mean, I would stop if I was robbing you. <laughs> That's effective. <laughs> uh, and that uh, gave mom peace of mind. So thank you for carrying that so alarm. Do you still carry that alarm? Every day. But I'm very aware that I cannot lean on my backpack on the subway because it's in my back pocket. Uh, so I won't but I have a I have a bag. I have a cute little like travel backpack with side pockets, mm. and so I put I usually put it in a side pocket because it zips and it's like the perfect size for just my keys, that and it's on the spot. side so I can still lounge in the subway. That's a good that's a good spot. That is a funny safety, safety story. Uh, I just can't believe for like blocks and blocks. <laughs> I, it just, like, never occurred to me to take my headphones out. <laughs> I just kept turning up whenever I was listening uh, to Waitress or something. <laughs> Sarah Bareilles, it's your fault. Your music's too good. That's so funny. Well, speaking of why you're there and musical theater, it's what true. did you do today? Oh, man, it's been the week of auditions, and it's just day two. Woo-hoo. It is super nice to be back in the audition room. I... I was feeling a little dejected by last December because I went into so many dance calls and I was like, I don't, I can't keep up. And then I did Broadway Dance Center, which was really helpful. Um, and I've been, I've, I felt really confident the last couple weeks. Good. Mostly because I spent three months at BDC practicing the mental things. Mm. It's not that I'm like, I am a better dancer, but I'm not the greatest dancer. Like I didn't, I didn't do competitions since I was four, you know? Like, I'm just not gonna stand up unless I spend many, many amounts of money, (laughs) much more money and time, to, like, 
really train to be a dancer full time. Mm-hmm. But what what I trained on for three months at BDC was not getting wigged out by other people, and and not uh. putting myself down. So to go into the room and say, you know what, it's the color dress I have on is lovely. Don't worry about it. You know. And to say, you know what, I'm not the only person who doesn't have rock hard abs in this room. And et cetera. That's what was helpful. So yesterday I walked in for one audition and ended up going to three. Woohoo! Awesome. I felt really good about it. It was such a good day thinking about um like what my my strengths are and like what, what I enjoy doing for any amount of time. I went to three auditions yesterday and came home and worked out and it was the best day ever. Yeah. It just like made me happy. <laughs> um, and I got a call back for one of them. So that's what I went to today. I went to a call back um, for a single position at Bush Gardens Williamsburg, the theme park. So <laughs> there's it's not like they were casting like a whole bunch of people. They only have have one more person to cast. Wow. Uh, so, who knows uh, if I'll get it. But it was re- encouraging to be at the callback and feel seen, particularly. Well, uh, you, you said they'll send a tape. They taped you and they'll send a tape to the headquarters or something? Yeah, the way this one worked is that uh, there's a um, casting company that usually actually casts themselves for for these like theme parks and things but this time they just did all of the casting of it and then they sent videos of us today to bush gardens and the theme park themselves Hmm. will email the one female back who gets it (laughs) wow do you know how many people they were had in callback um i think there were like eight ish girls today hmm all right yeah well they've been it's for a soprano odds. who can sing gospel to be the, one of the soloists in their live nativity of their christmas show oh did you did you sing a gospel piece for your uh, yesterday they asked for no no for the callback they sent us christmas carols so i sang oh two lines of a first noel the first noel and two huh. lines of what child is this oh all right yeah. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. I, I saw a few other auditions in the area. I almost went the, to the Hadestown audition. Mm. Um, I talked myself out of it, which I... I mean, my new motto is you can't... You, you can't get it if you don't go. That isn't a good motto. So, I won't get that one because I didn't go. <laughs> Why did you talk yourself out of that one? Well, I... It was a little later in the day, uh... And I'm, I didn't feel super, like, prepared like I could bring. I think I feel like I could have gone and I would have gotten written off immediately. So I figured I would just go home. Because, mm-hmm. um, first of all, almost everyone in that cast is not Caucasian. Okay. Which is fine. You don't need to. There's no, there's no storyline either way. But I figure if they begin uh, casting someone who isn't white, it's not a big chance that they're going to go back to someone blonde. Mm. You know, uh, and either way, I for Hadestown, I want to portray myself with like a a more of a like down to earth grunge kind of look that is more 
the bluesy gospel New Orleans feel of that musical. I would love, I mean, I would love to be um, Eurydice in that, but no, not Eurydice. Yeah, yeah, Orpheus and Eurydice. But, um, because I could sing it for sure, all I had had with me was a royal blue dress and giant velvet heels with bows on them. Oh, okay. Which was, or, or like my jeans and vans, which was like not quite, didn't quite work either. So I just figured, if I walk in with bow heels... They're just going to say, you're in the wrong, you're just not the right musical for you. We love you, but not for this. Okay. So I didn't go in. What would you have worn? I would have worn jeans, made probably, and like a nicer top with my boots. Like like brown lace-up boots. Oh. Or something. And maybe so, like, uh, you know, Dutch braids in my hair or something. So note to self come with multiple outfits in your oh, backpack? I know. There's only so much space in my backpack. Today I had two <laughs> pairs of shoes and dance clothes and dress shirt clothes, though. So. You can't let that hold it's you fine. back. you got to bring those with you. <sighs> got to bring it all with me. Um, yeah. Anyway, so on Thursday I have a Disney audition and a Dear Evan Hansen audition. How um, early will you get up for the Dear Evan Hansen audition? Well, it's, a, it's an afternoon call. Oh, okay. So I never know what to get up for that. But the Disney call is a regular morning call. So I figure I'll probably leave the house at 7 and um, go over there and put my name on the list for the Disney call. And then I'll walk over to Evan Hansen and put my name on the list for that call. Are they looking for a new Zoe? It just says open call. Yeah, so I, I would hope it's Zoe. Cool. And for that, I'll definitely bring jeans and things because that's Zoe. That look like and a I'll teenager. Wear, yeah, I'll not wear eyeliner, so I look younger, and I'll <laughs> do dumb things like that. <laughs> because there's you, there's real teenagers there. There's I'm standing next to sixteen year olds. Do you put uh, doc? Don't don't they wear makeup? Yeah, they wear makeup, but they already look sixteen. They don't look twenty three. I'm already old, mom. Do you have a pair of Doc Martens? No, <laughs> I don't. That's what you need. You need a pair of Doc Martens. I have a pair. Zoe wears Zoe wears Converse in the show. I know, Mom. You're so. Oh, cool. she does. Doc Martens. Where where are your Converse then? Yeah, that's what I'll do. That's cool. Do you have a good top, a, a flannel top or something? What does she wear? I don't have a flannel top. That's so funny. My headshot is a T-shirt and a flannel top because that's so high school. There you go. Maybe my roommates have one. I'll borrow. Go Ingrid. I have a striped shirt. Striped shirts are... Yes, Audrey says that. Younger. Wear a striped shirt, you'll look like a teenager. Last time I went to Evan Hansen audition, I wore what I feel is the hippest outfit I have, which is my one, like, crop top sweatshirt. Yeah. But it's black with these pink floral flowers, and Audrey said, Ingrid, that's still a grandma print. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't get it. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I wore when I was in high school I was not a cool high schooler I was already a grandma so you can't blame me <laughs> anyway so it's in a week of auditions and I'll go back to Trader Joe's and I'm learning to keep it in its place because it's my survival job not my career uh, so what time will you leave Wednesday night in order to be up in time on Thursday I'll leave right at midnight when, I, when I'm okay. scheduled that's just on the hair of enough time. Sounds good. Well, I mean, it's better than two. 
Yes, it is. Way better. Way better than two. I'm totally oh, with one. you. Totally with you. All right. Well, that sounds exciting. Well, I am asking you about what time you'll do this and the schedule because the class that I taught this today was on calendaring. Oh, was it really? Yeah. And I was teaching my parenting your exceptional child class and I was singing the praises of using a calendar and a schedule and the um, self-esteem um, autonomy creating it it induces in a child when they are tasked mm. to le- use the calendar and write in their own calendar and learn the calendar and learn how long things take. And um, oh my gosh, that might be I don't want to say the single one of the largest gifts you ever gave me. I am so good at if I do say myself say so myself. I'm really good at. Estimating. Estimating how much time it'll take to do something because you did not let us get away with that without it for every home, every homework well, assignment I we had. Well, I remember sixth grade for you, you're ha- you had so much homework and I wrote to your teacher and I said, how much time do you expect this homework to take? Because it's taking four hours and it seems out of whack. And I think she wrote back and said, oh, I don't plan more than two hours. And I was like, well, something's out of rack here because my child is taking four hours. So we would calculate it. And um, you're saying that really helped you? Oh, yeah. I don't think I liked it at the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you had plenty of, like, twisting my arm to do it. But by college, it was so helpful because I... Like, didn't feel overwhelmed quite so often. And when I did, I could say, like, okay, I'm going to sit down just as if I still had an agenda, like elementary <laughs> school, and write it write it all out and tell it, say how long it's, it takes. And if it doesn't, if it takes longer, I'm going to pause it and come back. Wow. And it, I do it all the time at, at Trader Joe's, actually, especially when I used to do the donations section, which is just like a giant pile of food. Huh. And a manager would be like, hey, how long is this going to take? Like, 20 minutes? And I'd look at it and say, you mean three hours? And they'd, like, roll their eyes and be like, really, is it going to take three hours? But three hours on the dot. I'd walk out and say, what do you want me to do next? Wow. Good job estimating. Well, I talked about how empowering it is. And I had a mom who said, yes, I I helped my child think about how long things took. And he was less anxious. And I said, you know, don't – when you – the first time they're doing their task – just time them and don't make it a race. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like when they're putting their shoes on, doing their morning routine, just time them and then come back to them with the data the next day. Yeah. And say, um, this took five minutes. This took seven minutes. So we need 12 minutes to, um, in, in, in to do these two tasks in the morning. And we also have these other three tasks to do. So that means we need to get up this time. And this mom, it was really great testimony for the rest of the class because she said, yes, when I accounted for all the things that we had to do in the morning and I, when I uh, made sure that we had the time for that, then my child was far less anxious. Mm-hmm. I remember you, you and dad going through that a lot when we were little with the breakfast routine particularly Uh because we we made it a thing in our house to have breakfast together all the time um instead of dinner because we weren't really available in the dinner time um 
And when we would slip through the slide of laziness throughout the year, and, like, March would come, and we would, would like, run into the kitchen at the last minute. Yeah. We'd sit down for a family meeting and say, let's remap what we have to do in the morning. Because it is a good, again, way to, like, have context for Mm -hmm. the situation and, and say, look, it's fine. It's fine for it to take 40 minutes. But there's a, that's the reason that the alarm goes off at 6 and not 6.40. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and just accounting for everything, accounting for yeah. travel time, accounting for transition time. And then, and then what I told them is I said, plot in your free time. Plot in your fun things that you want to do when you have yeah. time. Plot those things in first so that you have a goal and a reward. And, um, and then when your parents come to you, and be like, okay, we got to do this and this. And you say, I got it. It's on my calendar or my agenda. Mm-hmm. So, and you're using that in life now. Yay. It's it a worked. great life skill. That's an executive function skill. Executive function is a huge buzzword nowadays. And so calendaring, oh, oh. yes, a calendaring is a, an executive function skill that is in the prefrontal cortex, which is not yet even completely developed in you. And look how far you are. I still got two years. <laughs> So, yeah, um, that's exciting. I'm glad to hear all the the theater that's going on. And we have a friend that moved to New York today from Pasadena. Today! Who's going to play some music with you. Yeah, she and I are going to play some jazz music, hopefully, and hang out. It's always nice to have an old friend become a new friend. In a new place. That'll be fun. Yeah. In the fall, New York in the fall. Yeah, I love, and I live right near Central Park last year. Last year, I never once saw the far fall colors of Central Park. Oh. What a crime. But this year I will. Yay, that's good. All right, Ingrid, well, hug for you. Hug. And Thanks for so many life skills through life. That's right. High five. Good job learning how to calendar. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep, thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom-daughter story, please email us at hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com. That's hugandahighfivepodcast at gmail.com. All words, hug and a high five podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.